John Bloom here, and you're listening to the Sun's Solar Panel, which is much more informative and entertaining than listening to my solar panels, but not nearly as environmentally friendly. Sun's Solar Panel, I'm your host. Greg Esposito, well, sometimes host, not always host, and uh, joining me as always, my partner in crime and uh, a man that most people think I hate, Dave King. Dave, how are you, man? How's it going, asshole? Hey, whoa, let's just start there. <laughs> and uh, just so you know, Tim Tompkins is uh, currently in self-quarantine, not because of the coronavirus, because, but because whatever he caught at Sun Summer League uh, back in Vegas has flared back up. So he is not with us on uh, today's huh. episode. Funny. So uh, yeah, I know he's off having a good time, and here we are here talking about basketball. Uh, yeah, I'm sitting in a padded closet, so that seems about right for for this time in the world. A bizarre week that is to, about right, to say the least. Uh, not just for the Suns, but across the sports world and really across the world in general. NBA season completely suspended indefinitely. As of Wednesday night, due to the fact that uh, Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz was found to have the coronavirus minutes before uh, tip-off against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, You know, honestly, the league did the right thing in uh, suspending play immediately after finding that out. I saw a chart where you could connect every single one of the NBA teams, whether it was from by players having played directly against the Jazz, by players having been uh, a game being refed by somebody that had directly contacted the Jazz, thirty all thirty teams within five days of that game had had some kind of exposure. So it's the right, right move here to do, even though it's uncomfortable for fans. <clears throat> and I wonder how many of those teams have had all their players and staff tested. For coronavirus, that would probably double the number of tests given in this country so far. Well, it's amazing how fast the uh, the Jazz and uh, and Thunder got uh, tests in Oklahoma City, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, considering I, I heard there was one big metropolitan. I think it might have been Charlotte, but I could be wrong. That had like three tests total yeah. uh, available to it. So to have fifty eight tests available at the drop of a hat in one evening, uh, that's pretty good. So good for Oklahoma City, collecting all those tests and giving them all to one set of players. It's it's crazy. Uh, you know, we've, we have given Donovan Mitchell his fair share of uh, crap on this show, as have uh, Suns fans on, uh, on Twitter as well. But he also uh, caught the uh, COVID-19 from uh, Rudy Gobert as well. So two players uh, reportedly... Uh, have well, it. Potentially. Uh, I mean, he may have got it somewhere else, well, but that, he, uh, the reports are that he's a little fair. pissed off at Rudy for, cause Rudy not only walked around, like as he was leaving his press conference on Monday evening, he touched all the microphones as a joke. Um, you know, ha ha kind of thing. He also went around their locker room, the jazz locker room, according to reports and touched everyone's stuff there. And then after that, it was. They were all tested. Uh, once he got tested, they were all tested, and Donovan Mitchell had it. And so there is reports that the players are a little frustrated with Rudy for being so cavalier with that. I just it's it's just bizarre. Or she should be frustrated with anybody as being cavalier. But the entire world, or not the entire, the entire United States, uh, up until 
that moment where it seemed uh, sports, sports, you know, the NBA shuts down. Tom Hanks uh, is is announced to have it. Everybody seemed to have kind of that attitude. So it's 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 just weird. But to bring it back to the Phoenix Suns, there will be no games at least for the next month. It sounds like, according to Commissioner Adam Silver, who was on TNT. Earlier this week, there's a chance the NBA plays well into the summer also, which will be interesting. And it brings up a question for me, and I don't think we'll have an answer for it, but it's an interesting uh, thought experiment for us. When you look at uh, what the possibility of not starting back up until May or June, it sounds like the league definitely wants to finish the regular season where do the Phoenix Suns play? Renovations on the arena are scheduled to start almost immediately after what was supposed to be the end of the regular season uh, in the middle of April. Uh, they're basically, if this if this kicks or tips back off in in May, uh, going to be homeless. Uh, there's obviously enough buildings <coughs> in this town where you could play. I mean, you could play uh, at ASU's uh, arena. Uh, you could play at the Madhouse on McDowell, even uh, drive out to, to Glendale, but that would be complex with the Coyotes also trying to uh, complete their season at some point and likely in the same time frame the Suns are. So uh, to me, the logical place is a return to the Madhouse where the Mercury are going to be playing their season anyway. So there's already been prepped to make that uh, a usable facility. It could be an interesting way uh, in a bizarre end to a season that uh, playoff hopes were already over to at least build some buzz around here. Yeah, that's an that's an interesting concept. I remember when the Suns had a scrimmage game there at the Madhouse on McDowell a few years ago, and there was concern amongst I mean, joking concern a little bit probably, but there was concern amongst the Suns folks that uh, they were hoping the building could withstand the uh, the pressure of all the fans there for the preseason game because it's been or not preseason game but for the scrimmage because it had been a while since uh, that many people were hosted in the building. The building's been used for concert warm-ups and stuff like that with lots of noise and bass and all that. Um, so it is used to some uh, activity, but maybe not 15,000 people. Well, so, I, yeah, that'll be very interesting. I mean, I, the, like I said, there's been prep to get it ready for the Mercury. I know it's not the same amount of people in the crowd, but it's true, uh, a, true. a temporary uh, a, a kind of a replay. There's going to have to be and, an alternate location. You're absolutely right, because there's uh, the Suns are going to be doing those renovations on Talking Stick Resort Arena. They may as well have started them now. Uh, so now that the games are off for at least a month, yeah. if not more than more like two months, or more, uh, you might as well start the renovations now in earnest and get as many done as possible so you can justify the huge hike in season ticket prices. Well, I mean, well, I, yeah, that and uh, and this kind of construction, you if you offset it for any time, there's major losses. So they're not going to, we know they're not going to do that, uh, even if games are going to resume. Uh, I'm sure meetings are already going on trying to, trying to answer this over there uh it'll be interesting and and david on the uh on the youtube chat asks uh, how do they assign the seats for season ticket mm. holders to hell if i know i mean there's uh, <laughs> luck, luckily there's not more than fifteen thousand season ticket holders for since it's a smaller yeah. building there right uh but 
So those, those couple dozen seats will be easy to assign. They'll figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be taken <laughs> care of. I'm sure. Uh, it'll uh, or I mean, there's still the possibility they resume without fans in the stand. So then you could play in a, you could play in a practice facility. I mean, not that the Suns have one of those built yet, but you could play. I mean, you literally could play anywhere. You could play in a high school gym for that. For that, if matter, they're not going to have point. all the fans, yeah, if you're not going to have fans, I mean, you, you. So this. This is unprecedented. I do not remember any time like this uh, in sports because even when there's a lockout, a strike, other things are going on. We're at a dead standstill uh, with everything. A poor choice of words at, at a standstill. Uh, uh, yeah, not not trying to be funny there. There's uh, there's nothing to joke about with uh, with what's going on with uh, with a lot of people out there. Uh, but so, uh, you know, it's just, it, it is a very bizarre situation, but, you know, I found myself last night and this is no joke, uh, sitting there and going, well, you know, I want to watch something. We've got this right. show tomorrow. What am I going to look at? I went on YouTube. I found Amari Stoudemire's, uh, the full version uh, of Amari Stoudemire's career high game. I believe it was 55 points against Portland in 2005, that 2004, 2005 Suns team and watched a bunch of, of that game. And, uh, first off, Hey, of course, uh, you know, when things are going weird in the world, uh, technical stuff goes weird in the world too. We're back. Uh, so anyways, Dave, I, I decided to go back and watch, uh, Amari Stoudemire's career high, uh, point game from 2005 against the Blazers. And, uh, one thing that, that became quite abundantly clear to me is the fact that we way overrated Steve Nash's haircut back then. There is a, that is one ugly, ugly haircut uh, when you go back uh, and look at it. Uh, but it, did we actually overrate it? I mean, I think we pretty much hated his hair then too. And he even talks about it that he, uh, he looks back on those days and he goes, I can't believe I had that hair. <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of people thought it was cool back then. I mean, there's shirts. I mean, I have a Hair Canada shirt. Uh, no kidding that that I wear uh, some, from time to time that has that on it. Uh, <laughs> that hair was not cool. Uh, but... But what we no. do, what we do, and it was really gross that he used to lick it and wipe uh-huh. it and, and rub everything with. Oh my god! Especially he was Mr. in today's High Fives time, too, right. especially in today's time. Yeah, he uh, he would certainly be self quarantined <clears throat> if he were still playing right now. But uh, but the uh, a thing that I think we do underrate. There's a lot about that team that I think, looking back, uh, we underrate is the fact that a Steve Nash is was unbelievable. I, I know we have respect for him, but when you go back and watch the things he did as a point guard on the floor, uh, it, it is is crazy. We think Ricky ha- has been great at, at passing this year and everything, but it was unbelievable in the small amounts of space, the behind-the-back stuff, the cross-court passes. Everything Steve Nash could accomplish was, was just amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. uh, He talks about it today and and he imagines what if we were playing in the basketball of today where the people were uh, teams were taking 30 to 40 threes instead of the 23s the Suns were taking that was revolutionary at the time. How much even more space they'd have had on the floor. Oh, and I mean, he I've heard him say they could have pushed it even more, too, and that he Mm -hmm. uh, that he could have shot more. I mean, there was all sorts of things, but you watch it and you're like. I forgot how much fun I had watching those teams. Sean Marion, uh, 
well, in that game in particular, was having offensive struggles, but he still did all the all the little things that uh, mm-hmm. that that were amazing. And Amari, uh, you know, this was pre uh, uh, this was pre knee surgery. That, that guy, the jumping ability, just crazy. And uh, and the two thousand five Blazers, that is one eclectic roster. Go back and, and look at that. You got like Nick Van Exel, uh, Sebastian Telfair, uh, just all sort weird, weird roster. So I highly, I highly recommend uh, doing a deep dive. Uh, on on YouTube and trying to find some of the great uh, previous Suns games. I'm actually thinking I, I might go through and try to find as many as I can, set up a spreadsheet that we all could just uh, put, you know, put links to, to great Suns games in there because uh, we're all going to need uh, something to watch over the next uh, handful of, uh, of weeks and, and potentially months. And that brings us to <laughs> something that the Suns are trying we're, to help. You know, what's watch. sad is that uh, we're, we're treating this like people uh, buying out toilet paper from all the stores. <laughs> we should for quick. It's only a few weeks. I think we could survive. Hey, now, let's look at all the oldest man. Hey, I was, I was at, a, I was at a bar with some friends last night for happy hour. And the TVs, of course, it was one of those places with 20 TVs and they were and the main TV set a set of TVs was on a uh, 30, 30 for 30 on the Celtics versus Lakers back in the 80s. <laughs> I, I'm I'm sorry, but I feel like I, I, even if it's only two weeks, which uh, which it, they've said it's likely a month at the, at the minimum. I'm going to need something to watch at night. Like I might as well go try to relive some of the good old days. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to hoard Suns games on YouTube. Like, uh, yeah. Like the people storming Walmart for hand sanitizer and toilet paper. You know, that that's, that's just going to be me. Yeah, you, YouTube. So, Oh, but I, I, everything horror. Someone talking about ask the, a really good question. Uh, if go, we can come back to the 21st century for a minute. Sure. Or the 2100s. Okay. Or whatever. 2010s, <laughs> I guess. We're not in the 2100s quite yet, are we? No, not yet. But we are in the uh, 2010s. Um, 2020s. Jesus Christ. I'm not thinking very clear. <laughs> anyway, I got a really, Dave, we got a really good question. feeling all right question. over there? <laughs> yeah, right. We got a really good question posed to us in the YouTube chat. So does this mean that Kelly Oubre may come back healthy when play does resume because he's got all this time to do his rehab? And I think that's an excellent question. (laughs) It might be that he's perfectly healthy by the time they play games again. James Jones talked about that on uh, Arizona Sports yesterday. I believe he was on with Doug and Wolf, and he talked about how this could just help them get healthy. They could come back with a a fully healthy roster uh, once play resumes. And I imagine even if if we talk about it's only a month that they wait, you're going to have to do some kind of mini training camp, right? You're not going to be able to just push these guys right back into playing at the highest level. No, you're going to have to have some some time. So that's going to put a little extra time on this. I could imagine you could see uh, Kelly Oubre, uh, Cam Johnson back from, from the mono. Uh, and who knows, even Frank Kaminsky with that uh, mysterious broken kneecap, maybe, uh, maybe he's back. There's there. And you know, you're talking other teams too. You could, you could potentially see Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant back for the nets. Uh, I mean, if <laughs> depending on how long this goes, if we're talking June, there's a chance that, that the nets all of a sudden, uh, Get a lot of people back. Super uh, team. Yeah, they become a super team because of uh, because of the hiatus. So, uh, well, yeah, but then again, 
uh, Kevin Durant already suffered a great deal by coming back a little bit early. So I don't, I don't know about Kevin Durant um, right. pushing anything aside to come back early, but that is really good. Really, uh, it's really important to to consider is that these guys now have time to do rehab and all that. They are still uh, able to, although they're supposed to shelter in place, uh, they're supposed to be at home staying separate from everybody but i'm sure the teams are and they're supposed to check in once a day with the team officials uh, i'm sure there's some kind of rehab schedules being worked out for guys well let's be honest a lot of these guys have courts in their own home too so i don't i don't or think they just they're go not, to robert's house yeah here I, th- I think they're not play it's not like they're not uh, getting up shots but the other thing to consider is right lebron was already having an mvp pace right uh, Giannis was likely to win, but LeBron now gets a month of rest going into uh, the tail end of the season in the playoffs. I mean that that could I, that I could shift Giannis too. Far and away has been far and away the MVP this year. It's a regular season MVP, not a playoff one. That's a separate award. Uh, no, I agree, but I'm saying he he's played uh, outside of Giannis. He's played at an MVP level. Now he's going to get time to rest as well. This could be this actually outside could be a more Kane, entertaining Luke playoff. Is the best shooter. Yeah, so well, this is true. This is let's true. not do the outside of game. Well, I'm just, I'm simply, <laughs> I'm simply saying, we could see an a, a rejuvenated bunch outside of, of, of stars, the guy who deserves you know? it. This dude really <laughs> deserved it. Oh, oh, wow! Justin Vega in the YouTube chat coming in hot. He says Nash is good, but I take Kid over Nash. Not a topic oh, wow. we threw out there, but they are both Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, and Nat and uh, Kid did make it to the finals with the Nets and won one with the Mavericks. So he has that over Nash. Yeah, uh, Nash has the true. MVPs. That, I don't think I personally, debate. as a Suns fan, could could pick um, Kid over Nash, but I can see how you might make a point. Yeah. No. I. I. Yeah. That's interesting. Maybe that's a debate for for another show. But I want to get to. Uh, we talked about you know trying to find ways to entertain ourselves during this. And the Phoenix Suns have actually attempted to give us a a way to do that by uh, playing the remainder of their schedule on Twitch. It's an interesting angle. Uh, The Suns launched Twitch back in the day when I was there. Uh, uh, Tony, a a gentleman on on the team at the time, uh, on uh, on the digital team at the time, uh, launched that and had players play, and now this is a, an, an interesting way uh, to to do this. Now I, I don't know that it'll get it gain huge momentum, but last night, supposedly at its peak, uh, about twelve thousand people were watching live uh, on there, and it was one of the top ten uh, Twitch live streams when uh, when they when they played the Suns versus Mavericks game. Now I watched about five minutes of it and that was about the five minutes i i I was gonna watch but i'm not in the key demographic to watch other people play video games on twitch i mean so this was nba 2k yeah nba 2k 20 suns versus mavericks actual rosters Mm -hmm. with with current injuries everything uh and then they had two streamers and and i apologize i do not have their names uh, in, in my notes, but uh, one for the Suns and one from the Mavericks actually have an NBA 2K team. There's a, there's an NBA 2K uh, sanctioned NBA league. Is that still, that it's, wasn't folded? Yeah, no, it was not. They, they were entering their second, I believe their second season, this, uh, this about to enter into that. So the Suns hired a, a streamer or, or asked a streamer to do it. Uh, on their behalf and, and played one of the Mavericks uh, streamers. And uh, 
Well, the Suns got Leave the backsides. The, yeah. yeah. How did he, I was going to say, how the Suns do in this game? Yeah, not well. Uh, they, they were down Leave by... to the Suns to, to find a streamer with the talent level of... <laughs> of the it was, it was true to life game. at times. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, even, even then, uh, there were people bemoaning why uh, Aiton over Luka, uh, even in the digital realm. Uh, with this, uh, I mean, there was, I believe, at one point in the first half, the Suns were down by uh, 30, or at least almost 30. Uh, so this was a, uh, a, I would have stacked the deck at least for the first game, right? Wouldn't you hire a professional streamer? At least the streamer? first game, yes. Yeah. At least don't, make it work for the yeah, Suns. <laughs> yeah, don't, you, don't you hire, like, a professional streamer and then have him play a 10-year-old that doesn't know a lot about NBA 2K? Something, like... Just stack the deck, like right. uh, that, uh, at least. But you know, in in our time of uh, of national crisis, it was good to know that certain things felt exactly like real life. <laughs> it felt it felt like home a little bit uh, while watching. But I do want to give uh, the Suns props, uh, even though they lost on the virtual court. I think this is a big win. Uh, I think the digital team uh, over there, uh, and I don't know many of them anymore, but uh, but a major uh, major round of applause for that team coming up for with a unique that way. Up on such short notice, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, and coming up with a unique way to keep fans engaged. Right now, uh, you know, being able to have some sem- sense of uh, of normalcy is nice, and uh, and always good when uh, when Suns fans can can find a way to uh, continue to have. Uh, discussions and uh, Sam Cooper over at the Timeline podcast uh, had me laughing because he was basically tweeting it as if it were a real game, including <laughs> clipping highlights from it. So, uh, Sam, if clipping you, if highlights you need, from if you need any you, help, Sam. we're here for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, and uh, one of the one of the readers here on the on the chat, Rick Johnson, who's a really, really big Suns fan, he mentioned that Andrew Lezis, who's also a huge Suns fan, was hosting um, the, the game on his Twitch channel, I guess, and, and imitating the commentators a little <laughs> bit. So that was good. Oh, uh, if, if you need an Eddie Johnson, I am available to just uh, call everybody bots during the game because technically they are bots during this kind of a game uh, when it's, uh, they, when it's they virtual. They technically are. Wouldn't that so, be great? Eddie would be in his <laughs> element. So, so uh, Andrew, uh, reach out if you need somebody to uh, to play the Eddie Johnson role. But, uh, you know, I, again, I, I really enjoy uh, that, that this team is doing this, that they're trying it. Uh, and speaking of Twitch uh, and, and video game streaming, did you see Devin Booker's reaction to finding out that the that the league had suspended play. Oh yeah, I, I saw that. Oh I saw my that god, he was live playing, uh, streaming a game <laughs> yeah. on Twitch, and the mm-hmm. reaction is priceless. If you head over to my uh, Twitter account at Espoi, I retweeted it. Uh, just scroll through there and find it. It is, I mean, he reacted the way most of us did. I mean, curse words and all, in total shock. Uh, at first, he thought it was a joke, and then oh, and then he realized, yeah, yeah, like it. I I was away, thoroughly through the game. Like, but look, I mean, there 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 are ways we're gonna find uh, to to entertain. We're still gonna do the show uh, weekly. At least Dave and I. I don't know what Tim uh, is gonna do, but we'll be we'll be here. Uh, t- Tim's out uh, gallivanting the world with cheap flights. He uh, t- skiing in Utah, I believe, was this week's adventure. So we'll see. Uh, well, I just I is. just saw somebody uh, somebody was looking up 
flights, and you can get to Japan and back for 500 bucks these days. Yeah, you can't do anything when you get there, but yeah, have fun, you know. You know, uh, I wonder how, how much it costs or how much they pay you to go to the Wuhan district. I'm not even touching that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but they're... We're still going to be here. We're still going to find ways to make this entertaining uh, and and discuss things. And, hey, and I want to give a couple of props out to yeah, the Suns. Go for it. Uh, okay. Whoa, um, we need to talk about, yes, there's one. Go ahead with that one. I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, you ready? <laughs> yeah, we're ready. <laughs> All right. Uh, very, very publicly and popularly, um, Mark Cuban said immediately when the sons, uh, when the season had been suspended that he was going to find a way to compensate the part-time workers and all the folks who depend on those NBA games to make a living and pay their bills. And uh, people immediately went on Twitter and saying, hey, all the NBA owners should do this. And, of course, there were some fun Suns fans who said that Robert Sarver would never do this. Um, he's too cheap. Which was not uh, fair, by the way. I was one that asked why why haven't we heard anything, but it was not fair to say he wouldn't do it. Uh, it just was the time in which uh, he might. And then some famously some players came out pledging money toward paying these arena workers and all that. And I thought it was ridiculous that the owners had not banded together to all say that they would do something. Mm-hmm. But they hadn't. And uh, just yesterday, I got a very quiet, we all got a, uh, quiet email. Nobody went on national radio or national TV or anything like that to say they were doing it. But um, the Suns just put out a nice little press release that says all these guys are going to be compensated. All the hourly workers, everybody. I've got some really good friends now from covering Suns games, ushers and security folks and all that. We say hi every time, every game. I know these guys live on this money. They also live on, they work the concerts too, because I've been at concerts at Talking Stick Resort Arena. They also work Diamondbacks um, at the other, there's a lot of the cross-pollination there with these with these folks. And the Suns did <clears throat> put out a press release saying that they are going to compensate these folks for the games that they missed, which is excellent because we don't want these folks on the street for the next, um, or worried about paying their bills for the next uh, few weeks until the league comes back. Uh, so that's really good. And if the, and the, if the league, uh, the games do get canceled, um, instead of just postponed, then these guys won't have missed out on anything. So that's, that's really nice. Yeah. And you know, uh, I pushed on this uh, on Twitter, uh, about why haven't we heard anything for the Suns? And it was for a particular reason, because while it wasn't due to a global crisis that that games were missed my first season i accepted my position with the phoenix suns in september of 2011 right uh and they were in a lockout when i took the job but was told oh this is going to be be over soon we'll we'll be playing so (laughs) no no worry taking this job so i i left a, a a uh, a career at, at Arizona Sports and and went over to the Suns uh, and and kind of took a leap of uh, of faith if you will to take that job and the lockout extended as we all remember and and we were still working we were doing content we were doing all-time Suns drafts all these kind of fun things to try to keep fans engaged but the games kept getting pushed and we got to Thanksgiving with no uh, no kind of answer to this lockout, and there started to be rumors that all full-time employees were potentially going to be furloughed, uh, part-timers were going to be going to be let go if this went past Thanksgiving, uh, and and there was no real end in sight. 
and there's a fear in that, you know, and I was a salaried employee. I can't imagine an hourly employee sitting in that situation. And that that sense of, mm-hmm. uh, of, of internal panic that I felt at that moment, uh, the second I heard this, it, it re-triggered. I was thinking about these people like Dave, like you're talking about people we got to know that that, that you see on a nightly basis when there's when there's games, when you're working in that building uh, that that honestly you cannot hold an event without them they're the they're they're the concession stand workers the ticket takers uh you know the the greeters the security all these people that make it possible to have these events and i just thought i i can't imagine i was fearful with nothing else going on in the world just for my own uh, but with everything going on in the world and you put that on top of the uncertainty of where that next paycheck was going to come from it was important and i'm very glad uh, that that Robert Sarver and the Sun stepped up and are taking care of of all those people. Uh, I applaud them for doing that and and glad that they got to that step because that that internal fear is, is a scary one for, mm-hmm. for, for people. So I'm glad everybody's uh, taken care of over there through the end of March. And if this extends, <clears throat> uh, I'm sure they'll figure out a way to uh, to continue to take care of them. Yeah, I thought that was really good. So it's good that the Suns have quietly done that. The Pelicans, on the other hand, Zion Williamson came out and said he was pledging a hundred thousand. I think it is. No, he dollars just, he to... said he'll pay. He'll pay everything for. Okay, he said yeah. the guy makes as a rookie ten million dollars. Yeah. He's going to pledge whatever it takes to keep these guys. What I thought was sad is that the team didn't say no, no, we got this, Zion. They said thanks. Good for you. <laughs> thanks, Zion. <laughs> and the team, the Bensons, actually allow are now allowing their rookie, their nineteen year old rookie, to pay all these, all these, and, all these benefits out. And how the hell is he even going to pay those out? I don't know. It's much better is, if the team themselves do it. Honestly, Dave, though, there is having worked internally, there is a chance the team's actually paying for that, and it was a PR move to give additional good public publicity to Zion because uh, you know, every time you hear so-and-so's buying out the upper bowl mm. for a Mercury playoff game and, and fans get in free, it it's always the, a team kind of thing. You know, it's not, uh, it's not necessarily the actual person paying that. So there's, there's ways that this, uh, that's good. Point. This happens, uh, you know, so that may be the case. Uh, uh, Kevin Love, another player that, that, that stepped up and said he, he's going to donate a hundred thousand to the cause there, Giannis, uh, and Blake Griffin as well. So, uh, great to see, see players around the league and, and teams stepping up. So, uh, it's not all doom and gloom though. We're going to have some fun here. Uh, on the solar distancing panel as we uh, the continue. solar distancing. <laughs> I like the titling you've yeah, got here, Craig. The the self quarantine edition. We're gonna have some fun though uh, <laughs> over the next few weeks. Hey, there's no NCAA tournament either, but that does not mean there shouldn't be brackets, right? So what I'm gonna try to put together is the Donkey Award Ring of Dishonor 16 tweet tournament. Uh, you're, we're gonna get the best of the worst and put them head to head in a tournament that we all can debate and discuss and, and potentially even vote for if uh if i get my act together i can uh, think of a few uh, handles that'll be at the top of that list on 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 high seeds yeah. that are national on national level oh. in terms of not being in our market for sure there is only one rule uh, about about the well two actually it has to be a tweet about the suns 
Nate Duncan not eligible because we've already named the ward after him and he's already in the ring of dishonor. So those are your two <laughs> two things that you can do. Please tweet the show at Sun Solar Panel or me at Aspo. Share with us your favorites. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, send us send us the tweets that you think should be in this tournament. Use the hashtag Donkey Award. That's D U C N Y. Oh my God, D U N C N Y. Did I spell it? Did I spell it wrong? Am I Tim Tompkins? Oh my God! When you're the host <laughs> of the show, apparently you can't think. You guys know how to spell donkey award. I hashtag it all the time. It's not donkey, Genetics. even though people think that. It's not donkey. It's donkey. All right. Uh, but uh, yeah. So so tweet us. We want to know what who you think should be in. Uh, if I get a chance, since I'm working from home, uh, my office is shut down. I'll put together the bracket this week. We'll tweet it out before the next show, and it'll be part of uh, of our discussion. Because heck, we got no basketball to talk about, and if the Suns keep right. losing by thirty on Twitch, we're not going to care either. So <laughs> so yeah. Well, they do play the Timberwolves next. <laughs> but as you say, it's about the player, the person who's who's doing the playing for the team, that more so than the team. And the Timberwolves have a uh, 2K team that uh, was, oh, Lord. was streamers that are actually getting paid to do this. So, <laughs> so we shall see how that Uh-oh. will go as well. But yeah, I mean that that should be fun. It's a way to to keep us entertained as well. Uh, we'll find some great debates from uh, about top ten lists and and players of the past, and uh, and I'm sure we'll. Look you know, so Booker to... plays Call of Duty uh, through Twitch, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why not? And and I heard I've heard those guys talk about it before. These guys are 2K players as well. Why not recruit Devin Booker to play for the Suns to be the streamer for the Suns? Yeah, I I, I don't know uh, what uh, you know. That'd I think be it's a great awesome. idea. You know, if you actually had like you know. Devin Booker versus Seth Curry for the Mavericks, or Devin Booker versus D'Angelo Russell or Carl Anthony Towns. That'd be awesome. I'd watch that. I mean, we had, uh, that right. reminds me back in the day, we had Eric Bledsoe uh, play against a, uh, a fan in like my final week with the team over Twitch in, in NBA 2K. And it was it was a lot of fun because you got to see the personality. Eric Bledsoe started joking around and uh, with, the, with the fan and everything. It was, it was fun. Like, that would be a great way Sounds to get good. to know these players a, a little bit more and, and have some fun while watching uh, guys streaming a, a basketball game uh, over, <laughs> over a video game system. I certainly think that could be... That could be fun. I don't know what the logistics are, but hey, uh, you know, free idea for you at uh, Suns. On uh, there you go. Uh, I go ahead and because uh, we know it. we know they watch the show, oh, so they, uh, the Suns will pick up on that. For I'm sure. pretty sure they do, just to take notes of of what is being said, so they can uh, hold it against us eventually. So uh, <laughs> at least me. So. So yeah, so that uh, I think that would be a fun idea to get those guys. Uh, you know, I have to learn my Call of Duty and all these other games that uh, that Devin's streaming, so I can start watching those for some entertainment as well. It's not my my wheelhouse uh, because uh, I, yeah. I kind of fell off the video game spectrum a few years ago. But uh, when you had kids, yeah, when I had kids, and, and when I started working uh, in the non-sports world, video games uh, quickly became less and less so i need right. to figure that out so by the way fabio yeah i know nice spelling i get it i misspelled donkey yeah, it's all right <laughs> we have to keep the spirit of tim tompkins alive when he's not here and that that was my way there you go there's it. your nod to tim we so, love you tim so dave anything else uh, we should discuss on this uh post-apocalyptic version of uh the solar panel 
Uh, the Suns did mention that for folks who had already, already have tickets for uh, the upcoming games that they will um, that they will allow you to you know credit them toward when the game is actually played when it's postponed um, and or if the games never do get played then they'll do a refund at that point. Um, I, I think it, that makes the most sense than than doing immediate refunds because then you know it's much easier the sense the the NBA does expect to eventually play most of these games. They just don't know how many. And they are going to go into the summer to do it. Uh, so why not just, you know, um, just transfer those tickets to another game? I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, and I'm excited for Summer League in Vegas in October. That is going to be really fun because the weather will be much nicer than in July. So that'll be that'll be great. Maybe we can convince Tim to, to go out then. But this is going to – that's the thing. This is going to throw off the entire NBA schedule, right? We could have a yeah. draft in September – uh, there, mm-hmm. there's rumors that the reason they want to do this, and it was John Gambador over at Arizona sports that was, uh, was saying this is inside the league. The reason they are pushing for the regular season to be continued is they want to see how, how the league would operate if games didn't start really until late December and you played through August. What would the ratings there is look that. like? There's that for sure, but there's also that the owners don't want to give money back. Well, there's certainly that, but they're, what they want to use this as is an experiment to see if they can make even more money by playing into the summer and avoiding that early season playing against the NFL yeah. and be able to take uh, you know, what, what little uh, attention is being generated in sports in those, you know, those July, August months with a, mm-hmm. a lack of NFL and really only Major League Baseball uh, and Major League Soccer going on. This is a financial experiment as well. It's a, it's an easy opportunity to find out if that would work. I'm intrigued by it because I, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think starting the season later and going into the summer would be fantastic. And now I, it makes me wonder how would the draft work? Uh, would you have a have a summer league? Would that all just be pushed into September, October, like fall league periods? Yeah, like would this would it happen like that? And and how would it play out? And I think we're gonna. I, I don't know. They may have to push the start of the following season if the end of this season the, the finals don't happen until until August potentially. This is going to be really interesting because there's ripple effects from uh, from having to to postpone things and it's it's going to shift a lot because teams teams can't travel to scout right now there's not there's no games to scout there's not even you're not going to be able to do individual workouts that whole process gets pushed back too this is just going to be a unique experiment for this league well it's going to be fun once it starts up again so as soon as as it starts up again it's going to be like a whirlwind the games are going to happen in the playoffs, then free agency and the draft and all that. And then next season immediately. So while we're suffering now and it really sucks to do go through all this right now, this is kind of the off season. Uh, they're going to push everything right up and there. There's still maybe a month of, of uh, no games, you know, where players can rest, but then that a lot's going to happen in that month because it's going to be trade season. It's going to be free agency and stuff. So I'm, I'm actually excited. We're going to have a long drawn out. It's almost like all the players playing international play together, except it'll be national play uh, in the, in the summer and late summer. And then going into training camp where they only have a few weeks off. That's, it's going to be a whirlwind. So as frustrating as this is right now, I think the NBA is going to end up being, 18 straight months of joy uh, for fans uh, after this is over. 
So, guys, for Dave King, I am Greg Esposito. We really appreciate you joining us here on the Sun Solar Panel. We will be back next Saturday to talk more suns. The Donkey uh, Tournament is coming up, uh, the Donkey Award Tournament. So get in your tweets that you think uh, deserve to be dishonored. Uh, we will uh, vote through those. And, yes, my tweets are eligible as well, uh, so you can definitely have that. And then... Uh, any topic you want the show to talk about, tweet us uh, at Espo, at Sun Solar Panel. We will discuss it. Uh, for everybody in the YouTube chat, we really appreciate you guys. For everybody listening on the podcast uh, feed, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, you can hit the link in the show notes and uh, support the show. We always appreciate that. Tim uh, needs more glasses. Uh, and Dave, uh, you know, at his age, needs some stuff as well. So uh, for those guys, I'm Greg Esposito. We'll talk to you next week here on the Sun Solar Panel. Hey guys, it's Espo back to remind you that there are many ways that you can support this show. Uh, you can start by following us on Twitter, you know, following us at Sun Solar Panel. Leave a five star review. That's right, five star review. You probably remember when I used to do that. We might even read it on the show. You can click the link in the bio and leave us a voicemail and, and support the show that way. Or you can go to sunshirts.com, buy a shirt. Or, you know what, there is another way. There's, I told you, there's so many ways to support this show and keep Dave with getting his Geritol, get Tim to get his glasses, keep me feeding my daughter, however you want to look at it. You can help uh, help the show out. You can donate uh, as well. If you click the link in the show notes, you can donate one, five, ten dollars uh, to the show, and it is greatly appreciated as it helps us keep doing this. This is a passion project for Dave, Tim, and I. We all uh, do other things, but we love connecting with you, the Suns fans, twice a week. So support us, sunshirts.com. You can donate, follow us, leave a five-star review, however you want to do it. We appreciate you. And you know what? If you donate 10 bucks, Tim's going to send you some sun uh, solar panel swag. I don't know where he's getting it. It's probably some shady place that that he knows about out there in Florida, but it's cool stuff, so uh, donate. Thanks again, uh, Greg here, and Tim and Dave also appreciate you. It's Sun Solar Panel. You can support us, sunshirts.com, or leave a donation.